because of the way the universe is created, we each of us live in two worlds at the same time. We have to live in the outer life of our own bodies and the inner life of our own souls. Hello and welcome to Living the Inner Life. I'm your host, Chris Sheridan, and I want you to join with me on a journey into our inner lives, our thoughts, feelings, beliefs, everything that helps shape the way we respond to and interact with the outside world. And if we can utilize our tools of consciousness, we can live a better life, inner, outer, and in our total experience. Well, one of the things we find in this life is that there are many paths that lead to the mountaintop. Okay, there are many ways to enlightenment, there are many ways of transcendence, and like in our everyday lives, there are so many different ways of looking at things, whether that's a diet or an exercise program or seven secrets to live a more successful life or habits of successful people. Everything is broken down into these systems and each one will say, well, this is the way to do it. And no, that's not the way to do it. Well, our way is different. Well, you just haven't tried this way. There are so many ways, and I don't believe in a one-size-fits-all policy, really with just about anything, okay? One planet, I think, uh, suits all our needs. We have this one Earth. We are Earthlings. We are Earth creatures. We live upon this planet. So the atmosphere, the water, the resources, the land, as well as the animals and plants that grow on this Earth, and our own ingenuity, and if we don't get the best of ourselves, we can bring out the best from ourselves and live good lives on this one planet, okay? There's one race, one human race. We come into problems when we try to divide things up into my nation, your nation, this religion, that religion, this color, this tradition. We're all human beings, okay? One race, a lot of different subcategories, but we're all one race and we live on one planet. That size, I think, does fit all because that's all we have. And we are all one, which is another way of looking at this totality before we start breaking it up into all these little parts. But as we go on in life, we find there are different ways of approaching things. There are different ways to learn an instrument. You can learn by ear. You can learn how to read music. Uh, you can just play by feel and hope something good comes out, uh, or a combination of different techniques. Different people have different body compositions and chemistry and all kinds of things. So a diet or an exercise or a nutrition program that may work really well for one type of a person may not work as well for another type of person, Okay. And same with learning things. People learn things in a different way. Some people need a very direct sense of one step follows this next step, this very detailed and structured way of going about things. Other people just need you to lay out all the pieces and they can look at it like a mosaic or a kaleidoscope and find a way to put all the pieces together. Okay, some people want to start with one small detail and then pull out to see the rest of the picture where other people want to see the sum total of everything and then focus in on details. So really with just about anything in life, there are multiple ways of reaching the same goal. 
okay? And this could never be truer than in the field of enlightenment, of spiritual enlightenment, of transcendence, of moksha, you know, this liberation, achieving the goal. And there are just as many gurus and religions and spiritual traditions, atheistic, uh, space-based ones, uh, earth-based, sex-based, love-based, who knows? There's so many different ways. And I think that's really a good thing. Uh, But like some of this diversity, and I'm going to use diversity in the negative sense, and that it's divisive, you know, that divides us, uh, the type of diversity that puts you versus me or us versus them can be a real problem, okay, especially when you get so enamored with your own group and then you get upset with somebody else with their group because they're not doing things the way you think they should be doing them. But there are many ways of doing the same thing. There are many ways of communicating and looking at something, and we don't all look at things in the same way. And we have our own path. Every single person on this planet has a path towards enlightenment, towards freedom and liberation. It may take an entire life, or if you believe in this kind of thing, it may take many lifetimes to get it right, to get it better, to improve each time to where you can make it to the top. And because we don't know what we come into this life with, or certainly don't know what other people come into this life with, I'm not a believer in the tabula rosa, this blank slate uh, that uh, we all come into. We're all just equal, and it's a blank slate. No, if you know anybody who has kids, or if you have kids, especially more than one kid, you will find out that even though they come from the same genetic parents, the same environment, probably went to the same preschool and elementary school, They can come out to be very, very different. Even twins can be incredibly different uh, from one another. And I think that's because we come into this world with something, okay? Something that's on our soul, an agenda, a destiny, a purpose, a life's meaning. And that may be very different to different people, even if everything else is the same in their environment. But since there are many different ways, the trick is to find out what your way is that works best for you and not be too concerned with somebody else's way of looking at things and either judging or criticizing or trying to convert them. Okay, people have to learn their own way. And it may be very different from the way you need to learn things. And same with me. You know, I have a life path. I came into this world, and from whatever agreement beforehand, I'm not quite sure. I don't remember. We're not really supposed to. So when we get here, we can, you know, pretend that we don't know anything and try to get along in life and somehow remember who we are and what we are and why we're here, and then to go about achieving that, moving in that direction. Okay. And I have my own ways of understanding the world, the way things make sense to me. And it may not be the culture I was brought up in. Um, It may be completely foreign or even go against people in my immediate circle. But that's the way that works for me. 
Some people have to do a lot of trial and error and a lot of error, okay? And I know working uh, through my own sobriety and with other people uh, going through this transition to sobriety from addiction, there are many ways to hit there. Some people, it's the first DUI that they get uh, or the first time they're fired from a job because they showed up drunk that they go, oh my gosh, this is it. I got to do something now. Other people may find that their rock bottom is much, much deeper and they may have to go through quite a bit more of difficulty to get to that. And whether that's in addiction or not, sometimes we have to make life decisions that will involve a life change. But a lot of times we don't do things, we don't take the necessary action until things are bad enough. Okay, when it gets to the point to where I can't go on like this. I can't take this anymore. I have to change. I have to do something. I have to stop doing what's not working, and I have to start, if you haven't started already, or continue and do more of the things that do work. And we also have to know what that is. We can be fooled into thinking, but I was told that if I did this and I got a job and I worked here, that I'd be rewarded with that. And it's nice notion. It's not always true. You have to find what works best for you and in the way that it works for you. So in working with others, you might say, well, geez, I wanted to save them from all this trouble. I didn't want them to learn the hard way. Well, sometimes people just need to learn the hard way or whatever way they need to learn. So to take something out of somebody else's experience to maybe pad some corners or keep something from them or coddle them in some way may not be doing them the best service because with the golden rule, treat others the way you would expect to be treated, um, maybe that doesn't work for them as much as it might work for you. What somebody else needs to feel safe and secure and loved may be very different than some of the things that I need to feel those things. And, and with working with others, the trick then is to find out how it is they are, if they know, and do the things that work for them in their way. Or often the best policy is stay a little bit in the wings. You know, be there if somebody is in trouble if they really need an intervention, or you can offer up some advice, but then you also have to let it go because people still have to learn their own way, and we don't know what's best for somebody else. Even with good intentions, we're trying to give to them maybe the things that worked really well for us may not be the case, okay? So in our own world, which is really what this is about, we need to learn things our own way, okay? We have to find that path to enlightenment, okay? That pathway that leads to the top of the mountain, which is where we're going. You have to move forward. You have to keep your chin up and try to rise above the horizon of your own existence. That's how you learn. That's how we grow. And by learning and growing, we can share and show others how to do the same, now, they will have to take our example and translate it or convert it into their own way, see their story 
in your story, but live your story, live your life, live your myth, and have that be your guidepost, have that be your guiding light that gets you to the mountaintop. So that takes a certain amount of introspection, some self-awareness. You know, you have to find out the way you do things. And even if it goes against conventional wisdom or the way you were taught or the way somebody else does something, may or may not be the best way for you. Now, you can learn from other examples of other people, people who hopefully have a little more experience than you in this area, or they've gone further down the road or higher up towards the mountaintop. And you can see, well, geez, this worked for this person. Maybe that would work for me. Or more likely, what's my version of that? Okay, if this person did that to get here, what can I do in my life to get to where I'm going? Okay, so find your path. Realize that, recognize that, and focus in that direction, in that way. Okay, and if you find, as a lot of us do, that the way that works for you is different, very different perhaps, than what authorities, or if it's a religious figure, if you're talking about a religion or a spiritual tradition, you know, it may not be the best thing for you, just as your way of doing things might not be the best or most effective for somebody else. You have to find your own way, and it's difficult, okay, especially if you have to find your own path. Now, sometimes the well-worn path works. It works for a lot of things. For me in my life, it's worked for a lot of things. I've found life hacks or advice uh, from mentors, uh, school classes, teachers, uh, through books and education and self learning. I've learned a few tricks, little tips along the way with anything from, you know, how to live in a, you know, being in a wheelchair. I'm spinal cord injured, so I've been in a wheelchair a long time, and I had to learn how to adapt, and I had to do it my way, but I had a host of other people, uh, you know, centuries of people who have been injured before uh, and figured it out. The ADA was passed the year before I get got injured, uh, so a lot of that really heavy work um, had been done and ramps had been built and and I can get along with life. Uh, But I had still had to find my own way. And it was very different from a lot of other people who had a similar spinal cord injury and adapting to a wheelchair uh, or things like that. Finding your own way, find what works for you. Take the advice. Okay. I'm not saying don't listen to what anybody else has to say. You know, there's a reason why some Life advice and philosophy has been handed down for centuries that it endures these great myths that tell us how to live. Uh, Take something simple like the boy who cried wolf, which is a cautionary tale and not to raise false alarms all the time, because if you do, at some point, it's going to be a real emergency and you're going to raise the alarm and no one's going to come to your aid because they won't believe you because you've given false alarms before, or as the story goes, cried wolf, okay? And like that story, it's not just for people who 
have a child that they're working in the field and they put them on the hillside and say, geez, if a wolf comes, you know, yell and scream and let us know and we'll come save you. As a matter of fact, actually and factually crying wolf is something probably nobody does. Okay. Maybe at one point, but not now. But we use this notion of crying wolf or this saying, the lesson, the moral of the story of the boy who cried wolf all the time. We see it every day. Okay. And we see it not in the wolf, actual wolf, but the false alarm way. And that can play out a million different ways, an infinite number of ways. So if you're gathering advice, if you're studying, you're researching, you're exploring different spiritual, metaphysical, philosophic traditions, when something resonates and you go, ah, that makes sense. That makes sense to me in some way. Or if it's a myth or even a movie that you really deeply connect with and you think you see yourself in this character or this person's story and yours may not be exact. It may be very different on the surface, but the essence of it, the real truth behind it is something that's probably universal. And if you have found your story in it, you convert it to your life. So how can I incorporate what I learned from this mythic character? How can I incorporate that in my life, in my way, in my story, as it plays out in the drama of my existence? Okay, so this path to the mountaintop, you know, where are we going? We're going higher, elevating, getting above where we are. And I don't just mean this in the standard success that, you know, get more money or get a better relationship, um, you know, or even better health, although that's very much part of it. We need all those things. We need resources to live. We need companionship and connection in whatever form that plays out. We're just really kind of wired that way. The hermit is really a rare person. Um, and we do need health because we can't really do anything or much of anything without it. Uh, which isn't to say if you have a disability or a chronic health condition that you can't have a very productive, very enjoyable life. It may mean that you just have to do it alongside this certain condition. But as long as you're healthy enough to move forward and learn and grow, you can do so. And as you go on this journey to the mountaintop, you're rising above your own condition you're rising above what's known or where you've arrived so far, as far as you've gotten. It's to get up higher. And what happens when you're higher? It's more rarefied air. Uh, the air is clearer. Uh, you can see further. Okay, you can see beyond. You can reach up towards something. And of course, the mountain is a metaphor uh, for reaching the top of your own existence, becoming a better you, climbing your own mountaintop, okay? Because if you're stuck in the valleys, all you're gonna see really are the shadows until you get halfway up, then you're partly in shadow and partly in the light and moving forward, uh, moving upward as it is, you are getting into this more rarefied, more refined part of living. And that's clearing above the lower thoughts, 
the lower emotions, the past regrets, the pains, the betrayals, all these things that you've had to deal with in your life, they can weigh you down. They can keep you from climbing the mountaintop. It's a heavy burden. And if you can even just imagine, you know, a pointy cone shaped mountaintop, the higher up you get, the smaller it is. And at the very top is just a very pinpoint. And that means in this metaphor that there's less burdening you. Okay. You're not carrying everything up from the depths of the shadow. As you go up, you're, it's getting smaller and smaller what you are burdened by. And that's actually the goal of enlightenment and this mountain climbing is that you are climbing above, whether that's Jacob's ladder <laughs> climbing up above to the heavens, uh, if it's the stairway to heaven, if it's whatever it is, this climbing up the mountaintop is a way of getting out of yourself, out of your former self, the self you were yesterday, self you were 10 years ago, or the self you were 10 minutes ago. Day by day, in every way, I am getting better and better, as the old adage says. And by doing that, by saying that, and following that, you can go higher up above the horizon of yourself. See further. See what you couldn't see before. Okay? That's the lesson of this many paths to the mountaintop, is that you respect other people, even if they try to go up the mountain in a way that looks absurd, that you would never do, that you are trying to help them. People have to find their own way. We don't know what's necessary for them, whether it's nutrition or mountain climbing uh, or in relationships or whatever it is they need to live their life. We don't know what that is. We need to know what ours is and to follow that even if it goes against the tried and true or the prevailing current of the time, the conventional wisdom of your age. And again, learn from the masters. Learn from those who have gone before. Learn the fundamentals, because those really won't change no matter who you are or where you're going or what you're doing. There's some basic fundamentals, some first principles of living a philosophic life. And you need to make those your own, just like the laws of music uh, are the same, the notes, the laws of harmony and notation are the same for everybody, but everybody can play their own song and everybody can sing it their own way, okay? So learn the fundamentals, but find your version of that. Find what works for you and let go of some of these other ways. If you have a voice in your head, voice probably from someone else, uh, society or parents or whatever, saying, no, you got to do it this way. and No, you can't do it that way. Take it on advice and try it against your own best thinking. And if your way generally and genuinely works better, then that's the way to go about it. Okay? So let others climb their own mountain in their own way, on their own time, and climb your own mountaintop. Climb to the heights. See above yourself. See beyond what you already know to find 
more vistas, new things, and be released from the weight that keeps you stuck in the valley and in the shadows, and may your climb to the mountaintop be wise and fruitful and share it with other people that you can help others climb up as well. And thank you for being with me here on Living the Inner Life.